0: Another episode of the Broker Bros podcast season two, episode six. Here, uh, I am your host as always, Joe Danoffi. I'm your co host, Alex Kushka. And yet again, we're back, Alex. Yep, we're, we're here back again. at it. Um, we got a good episode here, a shorter one, shorter yeah. version, uh, a kind of a bittersweet episode. We'll, we'll allude we'll, to that at yeah, the end. We'll get to that. We'll get to that at the end. It's uh, it's a sad day here at LDI, but. Um, you know, Before we get into that, we want to, and we're going to save our little sports update, uh, talking about the bills and all that for the end, yeah, too. save it for the end. Don't really have um, a topic, per se, but we got two pretty good market updates we, yeah. uh, we want to get right into. Right? I think we,
1: both of them are really good, Joe, because they both you know circle back to two topics that we've talked about a lot, um, one especially, so updates on both of them, but yeah. Yeah, because I mean, the the first one that we want to touch on
0: and get into, um, and again, credit to Alex here going over to Freight Waves and, and grabbing two articles that are relevant. Um, but uh, we have another cyber attack, right? We yep. had a, we had a cyber attack on JBS, uh, one of the well, actually the biggest livestock says largest meat processing company in the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that uh, that's not good, right? They <laughs> say in the yeah. article that's actually the first time it's ever happened or something like this has happened. So. Um, Alex, kind of give us uh, an overview here of what this article is talking about and kind of what, why we should be concerned.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened to lead to the attack, but apparently the White House is saying it's a ransomware attack, like we've talked about in the past.
0: I'd say Russia, I guess. They're yeah, hackers based
1: in Russia. I don't know if they're saying it, like, is the Russian government or just people there? Who knows? Um, but another ransomware attack, which we had a few weeks ago on the pipeline, so we know how that goes. They just want to keep you locked up so they can get paid a ransom. Um, So another interesting thing to do that to a meat supplier, but that can definitely mess up the United States if they can cut off some of the food supply. Um, So the main point of this article is how it's affecting truckers, drivers um, that typically haul for this company and haul livestock, and as well, the brokers that are moving livestock. Um, So there's several drivers in here quoted saying, like, nothing like this has ever happened before. And, you know, if they dedicate themselves fully or, you know, mostly fully to this JBS company... They're really you know getting pretty hard hit right now because that's the that's most of their business. They're shipping into this facility they're shipping out um, and they've had to cancel looks like five of their largest US plants have been um, closed this week because of this ransomware attack on whatever system they have. So obviously it's affecting the food supply chain, which is something everyone should know. yeah, they're saying, It could lead to a slight shortage, but they feel like things can be operational again by the end of this week. So hopefully it won't cause too much of a a problem here in the United States, because I know there's several other meat producing companies. Um, But this is the biggest. So obviously it's a big deal. But it's also mainly really affecting the brokers and drivers that are hauling livestock and hauling for JBS specifically. They're getting hit really hard. Uh, So it's just something interesting to talk about. And I also think it plays back into our conversation from last week. Kind of similar saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket, even from the driver's perspective here. If you're only hauling for this JBS company and then they get hit with a ransomware attack, you'd never expect that, obviously. But then you have nothing to haul all week. What are you going to do? Um, so that's another thing. Yeah, Try to keep yourself diversify a little bit. We don't have
0: a ton of uh, I don't think we have any actively right now I think we have in the past as far as brokers here at LDI that would move any kind of livestock or anything like that. I think way in the past we have but um, so it's not really our domain or our niche but it's definitely important and worth noting like you yeah. said a kind of uh, you know overlying theme kind of correlates and and goes back to exactly what we talked about last week don't have all your eggs in one basket if you were just strictly hauling livestock as a broker um you're having a tough go of it uh, for at least a couple weeks right so that's a a paycheck that you're missing um and and even i'd say as a bigger scope is just as humans or as as consumers of of meat here in the (laughs) united states think of you know you hope that you know what they say is the, I think they said the backup servers weren't affected, which is different than right. the pipeline, which is a lot better. Um, I think they were even quoted in another article that I was reading today that they said that they're they're not paying the ransom. They're, yeah. they're going to be back online. They're going to get this fixed by the end of the week. Say it doesn't, right? That's something to be concerned about for us as consumers at the shelves. Right. And like, not a lot of people think of why that is. They all oh, well, they're just, you know, cut off the supply. Well, think of that truck, right? Take that example. They had the Wyoming to Utah load. Well, yeah. now... That Wyoming to Utah load was the livestock, was gonna give him, get that driver into Utah and was gonna get him another load to then take wherever. Now that driver has to either A, just drive out to Utah if he really wants that load, all empty miles, or B, find another load uh, nearby. You know, who knows if there's any, you know, that it could be a cancellation on the consignese end too. Right. You gotta think about all that stuff. So even one domino falling in that supply chain for that driver. You know, that carrier is going to have to absorb and, uh, all those costs, um, the empty miles, all that stuff. So that gets passed on directly, not not directly, indirectly to the consumer, right? And that's yeah. kind of where that,
1: that rise in
0: price will go.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a ripple effect, like you mentioned there. You know, if he doesn't have his original load to get to the destination, which is the meat processing plant, then he can't get to the next load, and it's all just a big chain. It's all connected, so... Other things beyond just livestock will probably be affected as well because these trucks had plans to get to certain areas and now they can't unless they want to drive there for free and you know most of them wouldn't want to do that. Cost them a lot of money. So a lot of different things that it affects here. Um, I just feel like we want to keep the people up to date on it since we've been seeing a few ransomware attacks early in 2021. Well, that's yeah, that's also
0: the main concern is yeah. like what what's next, like what what is going on. We're starting to Seems see a little to bit of a pattern here happening kind of easily. So I would uh, I would beg the the, the The old uh, adage of of being prepared on that one because, you know, if you're any kind of main industry in this country. They're probably looking to get you. If you got data systems out there or anything like that, which everybody does, you know, time to protect. Time Time to get that (laughs) ransomware protection. Yeah. Uh, It's pretty crazy, man, to have two of those. You know, you're dealing with COVID, you mm -hmm. know, coming off of that. You're dealing with now that fuel shortage a couple weeks ago, and now we're getting into, you know, how we survive food. as far as food. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy how a hacker halfway across the world can put a stop to all that. So we've got to be careful. We've got to protect ourselves as yeah. companies and everything all together um, to hopefully prevent it from happening to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, as as a general everyday broker, I don't think this is going to affect you a ton because those trailers are specific, right? They have to right. be livestock trailers. Yeah. That's, you know, pretty much if you're in the niche of, of hauling livestock, this will affect you. Big right? time. But,
1: and you probably already knew about it, but it's something we wanted to tell yeah.
0: everyone. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge, uh, it's it's definitely in the mainstream media now. Um, so it's, it's something we want to keep our pulse on and, and kind of just, you know,
1: Yes, and on the lookout for cyber attacks. Yeah, hopefully they're correct in saying they'll be back, you know, processing everything by the end of this week because I feel like that will prevent much of a shortage, Um, so that would be good.
0: Absolutely. Well, we do have another market update. Like I said, we weren't going to get into really a topic today. Uh, We're going to let that cool off for for a couple weeks so we can get some nice fresh topics coming up here. Um, But we did want to get into a little bit more... um, of another update i'd say on a market update i'll use update twice there uh an update on a market update that we previously did right this
1: is one we talked about a ton i think we had several episodes we did have like two episodes and updating on it and things that are going on with it so yeah we got covid
0: COVID update, right? So slashing red tape helped a lot of these airlines. So Alex, give us another insight into what you got on this article here.
1: Yeah, so we talked about this a ton, I feel like, in the late fall and December when they're first starting to plan to get the vaccine out and how's it going to work and how's it going to go on planes and how's it going to be kept cold and tracked and not wasted and everything like that. And we talked about that a lot. Um, So now this article is kind of following up on what happened in the past six months and how this has been done and it seems to be pretty successful so far getting the vaccine uh, to where it needs to be, not wasting it, not letting it you know, get above the temperature it needs to be at. Um, so basically, this article details how several um, agencies came together to slash a lot of the red tape that would have been in the way of getting these vaccines out quickly um, and efficiently to where they needed to be. So um, in the article, it says the air distribution of the vaccine has been going surprisingly well. There were worries about temperature-controlled air shipping, cold storage facilities, um, temperature-controlled trucking, everything like that. But it's been good so far. Um, and UNICEF, I guess, has been tracking data on this throughout the world, says that in the 117 countries where the vaccine is currently being distributed, the air transportation schedules have been 100% reliable so far. So that's huge. Wow. I mean, they expected a lot of problems with it. Um, but it seems like they've cut through a lot of the red tape made things a lot easier for airlines and all the agencies and companies involved to make this thing happen. So that's definitely a good sign.
0: Well, didn't they say, what was like the main concern is that it was like a, uh, I don't want to say living organism, but some, you know, like transporting live organisms, things like that. They
1: said there were um, some sort of rules centered around genetically modified organisms, which vaccine falls within that category. Um, They didn't get into too much detail of what that rule was before, but I guess it was found to be dangerous to transport via air. Um, but they looked into that. Um, actually, the seems like the agency that took the lead was the International Air Transport Association. They quickly moved to address these rules, um, mainly centered around genetically modified organisms, which is the vaccine, like I just said. And then as well, lithium bat- batteries and dry ice. Those three are all involved in this. Um, and there were yeah. rules around all three of them, um, basically making it harder to easily transport these things. So I'll get into it more here. But Joe, do you have anything you want to touch on here? How this has this been
0: going? Well, no, I mean, I just think that it's a really a good testament to the supply chain and the folks that really headed up and run it as far as in those committees yep. alongside with a lot of, I'm sure, executives at those um, airline, um, the airlines, right? That transport that cargo, which yeah, is going to be the vaccine that
1: manufactured the vaccine. Yeah,
0: you could see it tough because we see we see it every day in just any kind of transportation, right? And any supply chain, there mm-hmm. is a ton ton of red tape there's a ton of documentation um you know a lot of stuff a lot of authorization stuff that needs to be done and needs to be to a T. and if it's not one little thing's off it's all thrown out or it's rejected or this or that it's pretty miraculous that we've been able to um you know cut all that red tape get everybody on board and get that out and roll the vaccine out because it has been rolled out incredibly right yeah
1: i think it was a very big effort because the way i see it there was like three layers of red tape in their way one There's a lot of regulation about air shipping on planes, so that's one. Two, a lot of it was international, so customs and everything with that. They had to streamline that. And then three, obviously those regulations I talked about with the actual vaccine and the things that go along with it. So there's three different things that they had to change the rules for to make this happen, make it a lot smoother. So I think it's pretty impressive that it's gone so well so far, um, and it's just a testament to everyone that's been involved in it. Especially because it's the first
0: this. time we've had to do something like this. Exactly. Exactly. In so history all, of humankind. As right. far as when
1: you're talking about transporting it via air. <laughs> right, right. So it's a brand new, brand new thing here that they went through. Um, but they're quoted in the article saying basically the rules before specifically to the vaccine um, is basically overregulation. They said that vaccines don't pose a specific risk in air transport. Um, I think that category that they're in, there's a lot of other things that can be dangerous, but this vaccine is not one of them. So that's good. Um, Along with that, they say it typically takes two years for rules like this to be changed, but they pushed it through in a couple of months. So that's that's huge, I would say, to get it in time because that would have really, really been bad if – we had millions of doses of vaccine, and then we we're just sitting there waiting for rules to be changed. So it's a good thing they got everything cleared up on time. I would say. Yeah, I'm just happy that it was done. You know what I right. mean? Like that, that something like that doesn't get uh, doesn't get accomplished very quickly in the bureaucracy that we live in in today's uh, day and age. Yeah, and it was multiple countries working together, which is you know a good sign. Yeah. Um, another thing with this, I touched on the battery, so. And I know we talked about this in the past, a lot of these companies that make the vaccine and whoever's shipping it, whoever's buying it at the end, they had trackers or data loggers in the actual packages of these vaccines. So they had one of these from pretty much every package of the vaccine, um, tracking the temperature, the location, a lot of other things, but those use lithium batteries. So they changed the rules surrounding that to make sure, okay, we need these things in here to track the vaccine We got to make it work we normally don't like shipping lithium batteries but in this situation with the proper you know packaging and securing it it should be fine so that was another thing there Um, but the last thing i want to touch on with this is that a company in hong kong is apparently creating trackers using low energy bluetooth devices that don't need batteries not sure exactly how they're powered but that will eliminate the need for the lithium batteries which i think will make things a little easier and probably cheaper as well um so that they can still keep up to date on all the information they need
0: well in long-term kind of you know not COVID vaccine implications that, you know it forces technology like that to be yep. rushed out right yep. and then it could benefit the whole supply or the whole transportation you right. know, network in america and, and nationwide um you know internationally that's a pretty good. That's a pretty cool, nifty thing as far as a Bluetooth tracker. That isn't going to require like some kind of uh, battery, like yeah. that. You know what I mean. So that could be yeah. Who
1: knows? That could be used for tracking, sh- you know, other shipments in the future. That's that's a good point, Joe. Um, yeah, but I think it's good to see that when there is a you know a major need, things can be changed and be streamlined. I feel like our general opinion is that a lot of the transportation industry is overregulated, so it's good to see that they're realizing certain things don't need to be in place when there's a need to make things happen quickly.
0: Yeah. Overregulated, deregulated industry. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. No, I think you know to sum it up. You know, this is more of kind of a feel-good story uh, as as opposed to the so what as a broker. Right. This is uh, you know, hey, this this worked right, and this was in our sector, in our field, uh, and we were worried about, and it turned out well. It Turned out great, or it has so far at least. Right. Well, knock on wood. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Alex, I do want to pivot here to a uh, to a bittersweet, like I said in the yeah. beginning, a bittersweet uh, end of the episode, end of uh, kind of an era here on the Broker Bros, so I'll, I'll kind of let you take the mic from there.
1: Yeah, so I have an announcement to make to our, our listeners out there, so I will be moving on from LDI, unfortunately, and along with that, moving on from the Broker Bros podcast, so... Um, you know, Joe and I had a good run along with Drew here being our producer. I feel like we put out a lot of good episodes, a lot of good content. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it was a blast, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it's been really good. Just, you know, new opportunity. Time to time to take the next challenge in my life, I guess you could say. But uh, it's been good. It seems like Joe is going to continue the podcast, so don't worry yes. about that. It's not going away. It'll keep going. He's going to make some changes, and uh, I'm sure it will be back better than ever. But this will be my well, last episode on here. there's no
0: there's no replacement Alex Kushka. so I don't know about better than ever but the we're original
1: gonna, uh, co-host yep we're going to
0: we're going to continue on though with, with that being said we are going to we're in the process right now of finding the next broker bro there you go um to bring on in here with me i think we got a uh, we've narrowed it down to maybe one or two here a couple so of i candidates. think i think we got I think <laughs> we got somebody uh somebody in mind um we're going to maybe look to bring a more um strict operational point of view to yep. to the podcast here Somebody in our uh, in our ranks here at LDI that uh, hasn't done too much customer facing, done some, but they've always been very heavily involved with the the trucks, right? The carriers. Yeah. Um, a lot of good stuff and and, and knowing how to weed out bad carriers. So it's yep. going to be a good thing, I think.
1: Yeah, I think he'll bring a different angle that we haven't touched on yep. as much before.
0: Alongside with uh, Drew's going to be taking a little bit more, um, yep. you know, some market updates a little bit more frequently with me here to kind of pick up the slack of of Alex leaving us. Um.
1: God, it, it, sucks, it sucks, man. I'm
0: not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Sitting over here from from my point of view, it sucks. and the...
1: I know we had a, we have a good thing going here. I know you'll keep it moving along. Well, though.
0: we're gonna try, man. But in the honor in the honor of your last episode here, <laughs> we're gonna do a little. You know, we we skipped in the beginning. People yeah. are probably like, well, they just went right into market updates and even talk about anything bills or sports related. So yes. we're gonna we're gonna give a little uh, little update. First things first, we got. Uh, some a superstar dude. wide receiver that's going to do to make nine hundred ninety thousand dollars this year?
1: Yeah. When <laughs> have you heard that before? You
0: yeah, never. exactly. Converted his salary. What was it like eleven mil of yeah, it? Yeah. Converted so it into a signing bonus. We're talking Stephon about
1: Stefan Diggs, yeah. So they converted his salary into yeah, I guess like ninety percent of it into a signing bonus to clear up cap space for this year for the Bills. Yeah. Now what they for said? What? <laughs> yeah, So it cleared like seven or eight million in cap space, which we needed. We had like none before that. So now. What does that lead us to? And I know all three of us here spend a lot of time listening to the local Bills Radio, WGR, and they've talked about it a ton. But there's a couple, I'd say there's a couple people that stand out if the Bills are to make a move. Um, And I'll I'll start it off. I think the two most likely targets for us are either going to be Zach Ertz. Okay. Talked about him for a while. Um, You know, there's reports that the Bills were interested in trading. I'm sure they still are. Maybe he'll be released or they'll have to trade for him. I still think they're pretty interested in him. You know, we have a need at tight end, so that's that's yep. a good one there. And then I'm sure you'll probably touch on the other one, but I'm going to give it a little bit of a curveball. I think it could possibly be Richard Sherman as well. Ooh. He's still out there. He's getting older, but still a solid player. Doesn't need to be our number one guy. I mean, we definitely need help at cornerback. So I think it could be him as well. Yeah. Um, but what are you thinking, Joe? I'll tell you what, man. If I had to put my money on it,
0: my bet on it um... – you know, I I like the uh, the idea of them doing the Josh extension. Yes, I think I that think could that's be very a, a serious real thing.
1: Reason why they did it too.
0: You know, I don't know what that necessarily. I'm not a cap expert or a cap wizard for for by yeah. any means, but you know, I, because to me, if you redid the deal, it would be more than like seven or eight mil. You know what I mean? The Josh
1: the first year of it, right. I, I really don't know, but I, I don't mean, think that would hit this year. True, since true. he's still in that rookie contract. But I think either way, they're going to get that extension done. Oh it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see if they cleared this space just for doing that, or to add someone,
0: or or like we said um, prior to the show, maybe uh, clearing some room for that. Training camp edition, right? Right. Where, you know, it happens every year where some veterans get released yep. or some prominent names get released or traded or yeah. traded um, and restructured on a deal. Not saying Julio Jones. That is <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, I'm just going to put that
1: out there right now. That is not happening. I don't think I don't might. want I mean, that to happen. There's some wishful Bills fans out there.
0: Yeah. Because be cool, how are you going to pay, I how you gonna pay Josh it. Allen?
1: Tremaine Edmonds, Stephon Diggs, Julio Jones. Yeah, Come on. and even more than that. Yeah, so I don't think we can and afford hand. to pay two top receivers. I don't think that one's happening. No. Another no. one I'll throw out there that I know you've talked about is Quan Short. If yeah. Tackle, we could use him for sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's a free agent.
0: Yeah, and maybe a replace uh, – I know we just saw him working out again. but yeah. Maybe a replace Star. I don't yeah, know. who knows? He's, he's, he's aging. It would be another, uh, another Carolina I was just Panthers, say Panthers reject. The Bills love taking the <laughs> Panthers' old players. Oh, that would be great. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think we got three strong options. I'd say, you I feel know, like the, the, my bet would be Ertz. Ertz, there's Ertz, there's would be the Richard bet? Sherman, or, you know, maybe clearing the way for a Josh deal. Um, but to wrap up our, la- or Alex's last episode, I want, I want to put it on record. I want you to go back, you know, one day when you're over at your new job yeah. and it's been a year or two and you're like, oh, man, I wonder what that Broker Bros podcast is doing. <laughs> or they're at the end of the 2021 football season. Yes. We can take a look back and see what did Alex Kushka predict. So, Alex, as your kind of send-off here, give us your end of the year, how do the Bills end up, end of the playoffs, Super Bowl's over, Oh. End of twenty twenty one bills. The oh whole season. God. What put it on record? What are they doing? Oh, you're really putting me on the yep. spot here. Yep. tough.
1: I was prepared for a regular season. <laughs> <prediction>. <laughs> we already did that, man. I'm gonna that. give you my final answer here. Mm-mm. All right. So let's start with that. Well, the you rec- can do that. You can give I'll, us your final answer, regular season record, and then I'll start with that. Makes kay. it a little bit easier. Okay. Um so regular season, I was prepared for this one. We've talked about it. Joe and I had some disagreements on certain games, but we went thirteen and three last year. I'm going with 14 and 3. Give us that extra game, the extra win. I don't see why we can't. Um, So, that being said, obviously, we'll be in the playoffs. Made the AFC championship last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a tough one. Uh I don't want to undersell us or oversell us, but I do have a good feeling about them this year. I think they can make it to the Super Bowl. Depends on who they have to play in the playoffs. I'm not going to go beyond that prediction because I don't want to jinx us if we do make it there. Okay. I will say I think we can make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not predicting the game because I don't want to jinx us. We've had too many, too much bad luck in Super Bowls in the past, as we all know. But I think they can do it this year. Follow-up question, do they win one of the next three years? Yeah, why not? Bam. Why not us? Mark it down. <laughs>
0: Mark it down. Well, I like it, man. Yeah. And kind of uh, wrapping it up here from my standpoint, like I said, it's been uh, nothing but a pleasure to, even even before we started the podcast, to work with you through it yeah, all.
1: I appreciate that. You know,
0: as you started as an intern here when I was brand new, too. I think I was yep. a year in, and you started as an intern, so... Um, kind of grown up a little bit together here at the company, and, and you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be hella successful. Put it that way. I hope so. And, and whatever <laughs> you do, and wherever this uh, this life takes you, man, I think you're gonna be. Uh, we'll be we'll be seeing
1: each other down the road. Yeah, again. I'm sure, we'll we'll keep in touch. Exactly. And I'll uh, keep and you never it.
0: know. I might might come some broke, broke some freight from you. Yes, you know, and so. I will
1: definitely keep in touch with the podcast and keep up on it and see how it's going. So, yeah, all right. Well, thanks to all our listeners out there. Um, but yeah, it's been really good.
0: Love it. Well, to wrap it up, one last time, as we always say here in Buffalo, go Bills. Go
1: Bills.